Hey everyone, and welcome to this uh, bonus extra uh, short episode of the podcast. So this one, and this, I just want to talk about uh, a little bit of, of why to study the Bible and how to study the Bible. Um, I want to do this this short kind of bonus episode, if you will, uh, because as I was listening to the to the previous episode um, on the Bible uh, that just released today, um, I realized that this was something I didn't really address a lot. Um, I think I may have mentioned it, but didn't really address a lot, and and I should have, because uh, obviously this is this is important. Once we know what the Bible is and why it's important, it, you know how it it guides us uh, in our life. It's the inerrant, uh, inspired, inerrant, authoritative Word of God that we should study it. Um, and so I want to take a minute and just uh, talk through that a little bit. This is not going to be an exhaustive how to study the Bible, um, but just a kind of uh, a few things to kind of get you going studying the Bible um, and how to do that because it can be overwhelming. Uh, you know, reading the Bible, hey, I read this, I don't really understand how am I supposed to study it? What am I supposed to do with that? Uh, so, just wanted to, to kind of do that uh, very quickly. Um, but first, it's just kind of answering the question why should we study the Bible? Right? Why should we study it at all? Why should we do that and not just you know, come to church and listen to it taught. Uh, why should we study it on our own? Um, first and foremost, because it is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative Word of God. Um, it is the means by which God reveals Himself to us, and it tells us the story of Jesus and redemption. For that fact alone, we should study it. Um, right, because it's how God reveals Himself to us. It's how Jesus reveals Himself to us, uh, and so we should want to study it. Um, we should want to study it because by studying the Bible, by studying the Word of God, we grow closer to Jesus. We grow in our relationship with Him through the study of His Word, and so we should want to study it uh, for that reason, because it deepens our knowledge of who He is. It it deepens our understanding of who he is, and it deepens our personal relationship with Jesus. And so we should want to study for that reason. A second reason is uh, so that when you hear the Bible taught, um, you can know if what is being taught is is biblically accurate or not. Right? If you hear something, um, you know, if you're studying the Word, uh, you're studying your Bible and you know what it says, uh, and you hear something that does not line up with the Bible, you're gonna know it, or at least you'll be thinking that doesn't that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sit well with me. But if you're not studying the Bible, you don't know when somebody is saying something that is incorrect. Um, so a little bit of church history for you. This is how the um, you know not the 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 Catholic Church of today. It's it's changed a little bit, but in kind of medieval times, long time ago, this is how the Catholic Church kind of uh, really oppressed people and kind of seized a lot of power from themselves is because they wouldn't let um, just the common everyday people read the Bible. Only priests were allowed to read the Bible. And so nobody knew that what a lot of what they were teaching was wrong, was incorrect, was not biblically sound. And so this is what, when the, what's called the Reformation takes place, 
is a bunch of these guys, these monks and priests, who actually began reading and studying the Bible and said, "Hold on a second, what what the Catholic Church has been teaching people is not right." And so they began to um, try and reform the church to get back to to solid biblical teaching. And so this is why it's important to study the Bible so you know what it says, so we, you can know what is what is right, what is true about it, and what is what is incorrect. When people begin uh, te- to teach or say things, um, claiming that it's from the Bible, that it's in the Bible, when actually it's not. Um, and you'll know the context of stuff in the Bible, right? Because uh, it's really easy to pull one verse out of context and and make it sound like it's saying something that it's not. But when we study the Bible and we know the context of the passage, we can say, okay, hey, I know how it may sound like it's saying that, but when you look at it in the context of where it's at um, in the passage, in the book, and in the Bible as a whole, here's what it actually means, what it actually says. So those are a couple reasons why uh, we should study the Bible. Um, so before we get into the actual how we study the Bible, uh, what are some things that we need to keep in mind as we study the Bible? Um, so this, again, is not an, an exhaustive list, uh, but just a couple of things to kind of get you going, kind of uh, important things to keep in your mind as you're reading and studying the Bible. Um, first and foremost is that the entirety of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about Jesus. It's about the story of Jesus and his redemption of mankind and of creation. So the entire Bible is about Jesus. We need to, you know, in every passage that we read, we need to remember that, that it is about Jesus. We also need to remember as we're reading uh, these passages and we're studying is that the Bible cannot say something to us that it did not say to its original audience. You know, the original people 2000 years ago who would have read uh, these letters. So it can't say something different to us that it than it did to to those people uh, back then. Now, obviously, how we apply what it says in our lives is going to look different than it did for the the original audience because the world has changed, right? And so, um, just kind of a an example of this, right? Is the you know just let's just take a simple one, um, the the Bible tells us to not commit adultery, right? Which is to not have, and when you're married, to not have an affair, okay? So what that is saying to the original audience is don't have an affair, right? So that is what it has to say to us, right? We can't say, oh, well, we can do this. That was just for them. That's not what it's saying to us. No, it's saying the same thing to us. Now, some of how that is applied in our life is now is different than it was back then. So back then, how they would apply that and their life is, okay, hey, I'm married. I'm not going to go have an affair with somebody else. And so, yes, that is still true today that if you're married, you're not going to have an affair with somebody else. But Jesus tells us in the New Testament that if we've, if we've lusted after somebody in our heart, that we've ha- already committed adultery with them. And so now we have... Um, with the ability, with the you know phones in our pockets, we have things we can look at that are sexually explicit. Let's leave it at that. Now that obviously they didn't have back then, so an application of 
do not commit adultery, don't have an affair, is to also not look at those things we're not supposed to on our phones. Right? So it's saying the same thing to us, but how we apply it in our life um, can be different. So that's kind of an extreme um, kind of example of that. But we have to remember that it, the Bible cannot say something to us that it did not say to the original audience. Right? So it, it has to say the same thing. We just apply it um, differently. Another thing to, to remember is context is key. Context is key. Um, when you're studying and you're reading the Bible, you need to read it in context. Um, so this is where, you know, when you read a verse out of context, you just, I'm going to pick this one verse. This is where you get a lot of misunderstandings, misinterpretations of what the Bible is saying because um, you're not reading it in context. The most famous verse in probably in all the Bible that is taken out of context is Philippians 4.13, which says, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we've, you know, a lot of people we've, we have taken that one verse and have made it say, oh, well, I can... I can do anything because Christ gives me strength, right? I can I can pass this test that I didn't study for because Christ has given me strength, right? I could do whatever it is because Christ has given me strength. But that's not what Paul is saying. When you read it in in context, what Paul is saying, and is he's saying that in that passage specifically in verses ten through thirteen, he's saying that he that that basically saying is that joy and contentment really contentment is found in Jesus alone. So he says, he's like, look, I've, I've know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to, to be stoned to the point where people think I'm dead and drag me out of the city. And I know, but I also know what it's like to have abundance. I know what it's like to be rich. I know what it's like to have more uh, possessions and money that I know what to do with. And then he says, and he says, I've learned the secret uh, to being content. And it's that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? Um, so I'm just going to read it. The, the verses is Philippians 4, uh, verses 10 through 13. Paul says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need. Here it is. For I have learned in whatever situation I am, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to be about to how to abound. Right. So I know how to be brought low. I know how to be in poverty and poor, and I know how to abound, how to be rich. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then verse thirteen. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So Paul's not saying, hey, we, we can do whatever we want through the strength of Christ because you give the strength. He's saying, it is, I can be content in whatever situation I am in because Christ strengthens me. So you see how just reading those, you know, those three verses in context changes how some people interpret verse 13. So context is key. You have to read the Bible in context. Um, 
to understand what it is actually saying. So now, how do we study the Bible? Again, just like everything else, this is not an exhaustive list of how to study the Bible. So again, just to kind of help get you going, uh, how to start studying the Bible. Um, there's a lot of different Bible study methods um, or ways to do it. One of the easiest ways to I've found to do it, um, and I'll link, I'll have, or not link, but I'll have other resources in the in the description of this as well that you can go and, and look at and kind of get more insight. Um, but one of the easiest ways to, to just kind of start studying the Bible is when you read a passage, right? So not just a verse, uh, but a passage. Uh, a passage can be, is basically anything more than a verse. Paragraph, chapter, a book, is ask, uh, ask these three questions. As you read it, you ask, what does this say about God? What does this say about mankind? And then how do I apply this in my life? All right, those are three um, good kind of just basic starting questions to ask. As you read a passage, okay, what is this saying about God? What is this saying about mankind? You know, how do I apply this to my life? Um, so kind of what that would look like. Let's take that, that again, that for uh, Philippians for 10 through 13, right, that we just read. All right, what does this say about God? Okay, this says um, that that God, Jesus, is the source of contentment. He is the only one who can provide contentment, and he is the only one who can uh, give us the strength to be content no matter what situation we're in. What does it say about mankind? It says that we are in need that we cannot find this contentment on our own, that we can only find this contentment through Jesus. So we need Jesus to be content. And then how do I apply this in my life? As I apply it by I need to rely on the strength of Christ to be content no matter what uh, situation I'm in, which means that I need to be in prayer. I need to be reading his word and I need to be spending time with Jesus to rely on his strength to be content or whatever situation I'm in. Um, so those are three very easy questions to to kind of ask to start studying the Bible in and what it's saying. Um, another method that is pretty easy is called the HEAR method, H-E-A-R. Um, <clears throat> so in this one, uh, it's, a, it's an acronym. So H, you highlight. So you highlight a verse or a few verses that kind of stick out to you in whatever passage you're reading. E, you explain what's going on. So you look at the context, you explain what's going on in those in those verses, and then A, you apply it to your life of, okay, based on this highlighted uh, section, here's what's going on, how do I apply that to my life, and then R, you respond. So this is your your prayer uh, based on what you've read, your response, and okay, how, you know, actually, how am I going to apply this in my life? What are the practical steps I'm going to take uh, to apply this in my life? So those are two just kind of very easy ways to get you started studying the Bible. Um but this also begs the question of how do I know what to, or what do I, how do I pick what to study? How do I pick what to read? Um, one thing to not do is just to pick your, pick up your Bible, flip through a page and stop randomly and say, this sounds good. Um, you know, cause then you're not getting it in context. So there's on like the Bible app and the internet a lot, you can find different reading plans or different, uh, study plans that that go through kind of tells you what to read um, or just just really just pick a book 
and work your way through it chapter by chapter. Um, you know, so either of those are, are great places to start. Just find on the Bible app somewhere uh, a reading plan that kind of gives you, tells you what to read, or just pick a book of the Bible and just work your way through it chapter by chapter. Um, and you're going to come across things that are that you don't understand, that are hard to understand or grasp, and that's okay. That's the purpose of studying God's Word, so we can we we find those things, and then as we study, as we talk to other people who are studying, who um, we trust and ask them, we grow in our understanding of the Word, and we understand more and can continue to study. Um, so yeah, that's it. Just want to kind of really quickly just kind of give you. Um, some ways to to study the Bible. So as you're you're reading it, you can actually do something with it, right? Not just read it and say, okay, I don't now what what I do. So hopefully this was helpful um, in in helping you study the Bible, why we sh- and knowing why we should study the Bible. Um, so thanks for tuning in, uh, and see you next week on the next episode.